All right, 1 John chapter 1, we're thinking about whether Christmas is true. Why don't I pray briefly and then we'll look at the Bible for a few moments together. Our Father, we thank you so much for this Christmas Eve and the wonderful news of great joy that our Saviour Christ has been born. We pray that as we think about it now that you would help us, help us to understand it, but not only to understand it, but to believe in it for Jesus' sake. Amen. Well, there's lots of good stories around at Christmas, whether it's cozying up with Hans Gruber and John McLean for 40 stories of holiday adventure, or the uh, shenanigans of an eight-year-old kid left alone to comedically defend his family home, or the slumber party on a fantasy train to the wonderland of mythical Christmas origins. This time of year, it's one of my favourites for Christmas, for stories for tradition, for family history-making. Christmas comes, I reckon, with all kinds of enjoyable and relaxing and cheesy and memorable stories and traditions. And one of the good things about those cheesy, enjoyable, relaxing and memorable stories and traditions, especially in a year like this one, is that sometimes they can help you escape some of the realities of life. Maybe they can help us to forget what's causing all the sadness and suffering that we and that others are experiencing. Maybe they give us some of the tools to pretend that things aren't as bad as they really are. Maybe they help us to make believe some hope, to give us a few moments of reprieve, even if only in our dreams, as the Christmas song says. And the thing is that sometimes the story of Jesus, his birth, his life, his death and resurrection, his rule and coming return, sometimes the story of Jesus can easily get lumped into that basket of escapism or make-believe and left to the category of seasonal storytelling and momentary hope. Tidings of comfort and joy maybe for a day or two each year. But I think the Bible challenges us to think again when it comes to the story of Jesus. That the Christ of Christmas brings truth, which means that he brings clarity and we don't need to escape. It means he brings truth and so we don't need to pretend. That the the Christ of Christmas, who is the Jesus of history, he not only steps into our reality and not into our dreams and imaginations, but when he stepped into our reality, he brings meaning and redemption to that reality. He brings real comfort and real joy because he is the real Jesus who redeems real lives, like your life and like mine, if we would but trust him to do so. And so this Christmas, the Jesus of history, the Christ of Christmas, he doesn't want to connect himself to the life that you think you need or the life that you're faking to your friends. He doesn't want to connect himself to the life that you you need to imagine, if only in your dreams, but the life that you actually have, the person that you actually are, in all your realness. 
your life, Jesus brings truth to your life, which means he brings clarity, which means he brings meaning, which means he can bring redemption and eternal life if you would only believe in him by trusting in him. Have a look back at 1 John 1 in your little handout. At verse 1, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it and testified to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you may also have fellowship with us and our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. John writes to make clear that the message of eternal life in Jesus wasn't a made-up story that fits in the categories of Die Hard, Home Alone and the Polar Express. The message of Jesus is an embodied message, a personal story of a flesh and blood historical person. And he, he testifies to that by appealing to our higher senses. We have heard, we saw, we touched the real Jesus, the word of life. We heard his words as we watched his lips move and his breath expel those words past his teeth. We saw him as he walked and as he waited. We saw him as he ate and as he slept. We touched him when he came close to comfort us, when we bumped shoulders on the uneven ground, when we laughed and slapped each other's backs. We saw... We heard, we touched, John says. This is not Jesus of your imagination. This is not Jesus of make-believe. This is Jesus in flesh and blood in history. The Bible is in no doubt as to the historical circumstances of Christmas. The truth of Jesus' life, the people, the places, the times... And the Bible is in no doubt, and you know what? Historical scholarship agrees with the Bible. I don't know if you know John Dixon, he's an Anglican minister here in Sydney, he's a writer, he's a doctor of ancient history, and he was writing just yesterday for the ABC about the historical realities of Jesus. Because there's a recent survey that suggests that most Australians still keep Jesus in the category of Rudolf Hans Gruber and Kevin McAllister. Most Australians think Jesus fits in that category. And this is what John Dixon wrote. He said, this reported majority view is not shared by the overwhelming consensus of university historians specialising in the Roman and Jewish worlds of the first century. If Jesus is a mythical or fictional character, that news has not yet reached the standard of compendiums of the compendiums of secular historical scholarship. He writes, take the famous single volume Oxford Classical Dictionary. Every classicist has it on their bookshelf. 
It summarises scholarship on all things Greek and Roman in just over 1,700 pages. There's a multiple-page entry on the origins of Christianity that begin with an assessment of what may be reliably known about Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus, readers will discover that no doubts at all are raised about the the basic facts of Jesus' life and death. John goes on to say that he has a seven-year commitment still in place. That if anyone around the world can find a full professor of ancient history or a professor of classics or a professor of New Testament in any real university in the world who argues that Jesus never lived, John will rip out Matthew chapter 1 and eat it with his Christmas pudding. No one has seriously questioned him yet. But our passage in front of us tonight says something much bigger than that, doesn't it? Than just that the Christ of Christmas is the real Jesus of history. That's easy to affirm, that's easy to validate. But John says something much more than that, doesn't he? Because as John and Jesus' first followers heard and saw and touched, what they were convinced of is what billions since have been convinced of, that the Jesus of history is also the God of eternity. That when you meet Jesus, you meet God. That in Jesus of Nazareth, the invisible God of eternity, who made the world and everything in it, that in the person of Jesus, this God has made himself visible. That this God has stepped into his world. He's united himself with the flesh and blood of humanity forever. And so while the science of history tells us that Jesus is real, the real Jesus of history tells us that God is real. The invisible has been made visible. Heaven has been united with earth in a tangible flesh and blood way that gives us hope that one day earth and heaven will be reunited forever. And so John's challenge to us this Christmas is that we don't need to wonder and we don't need to question whether Jesus was real. John saw, he heard, he touched. And every serious historian agrees. But the the real challenge of Christmas is that you also don't need to wonder or guess whether God is real. The Bible says, meet Jesus, and in meeting Jesus, you will meet God in all his fullness. Isn't that remarkable? Meet Jesus, and you meet God in all his fullness. The historical reality doesn't just sit in the past for you and for me. The historical reality of the real Jesus isn't just a nice topic of study for the historians in a sandstone university. We're not simply remembering an event of history when it comes to the Christ of Christmas. Because if you go back and read John's Gospel account, his eyewitness account of Jesus' life in the Bible, which you should do, the last time that he talked about seeing and hearing and touching the historical Jesus was when he shared a meal with him on the beach after he was raised from the dead. 
And when he appeared in the room filled with friends who were disbelieving and said, touch my hands and put your finger in my side. Because the Christ who became Jesus in history at Christmas is also the Christ who was raised from the dead at Easter and who still lives and reigns from heaven as King and Saviour of the world. This Jesus is as real and as living reality for you and for me today as he was for John and Jesus' first friends 2,000 years ago. And so the challenge of the real Jesus to the real you is that you don't need to fake it with him this Christmas. The challenge of the real Jesus to the real you this Christmas is that you don't need to escape the challenges of your life or make believe some kind of hope for a better future and pretend that things are better than they really are. No, he stepped into your real life and took on real flesh in order to redeem real people like you and me. And this Christmas, he invites you to come to him with the real life that you have. That he might give you the real comfort and the real joy that's to be found by the, in the real Jesus this Christmas. The real comfort and the real joy of knowing the real Jesus... Well, it comes by not simply remembering a historical event, but by trusting the living person, who he is and what he's done. The real comfort and real joy comes from uniting your life to his as you trust and follow him. Tomorrow morning, we're going to think about the fact that that brings real friendship with God. And on Sunday, that that comes through the real forgiveness of our sins. Why don't we pray together? Our Father, we thank you for the real Jesus, who is the Christ of Christmas, who is still living and reigning with you as the King of heaven and earth. We pray that this Christmas, we won't fake it, we won't make believe, we won't have to conjure up some pretend hope, but we'll take the real comfort and the real joy that the real Jesus offers to real people with real lives, that we can know real redemption and real hope as we unite our lives to his by putting our trust in him and following him, our risen our reigning, our living Saviour King. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.